Good morning, all you beautiful peahens and peacocks. Welcome in. It's your hump day. It's your Wednesday. It is the 12th of July. All right, we're going to get going on your stories this morning as soon as Webster's Wheel gets us kicked off. We're hoping your day is full of sunshines, butterflies, rainbows, and whatever it is you need for today. Whether you're working hard, whether you're reminiscing, or whether it's just another day for you. But if it's not, then sending smiles out to you and the rest of your feathers. All right, we'll get going right after this. I wake up in the morning, don't even hit the snooze. Jump right out of bed to get that 15-minute news. It's Jason in the morning, it's Jason in the morning. AM 1321 is the best news happening now. It's Jason in the morning, it's Jason in the morning. All you beans and peacocks, it's time to gather around. It's Jason in the morning. Welcome in, welcome back on this Wednesday. Wondering if this is you. Did you know there's such a thing as uh, throwaway ticketing on the airlines? I've actually been reading a lot about this in the last week. Been very interesting. Uh, I've actually done this in the past unknowingly, uh, and so was very intrigued to see that uh, folks had been detained at the airport, pulled aside, and, and forced to. Uh, to uh, do some things. But this story by Gary Leff uh, is talking about a teenager who was on a flight. Uh, he's from North Carolina in Charlotte. But there he gets pulled aside by security um, and put in a security room by American Airlines. And they're basically asking him because once they check his license and everything, they're like, wait a minute, this, this kiddo's from here. Uh, but his ticket is supposed to be going... Uh, to somewhere else. So he had bought a ticket from Gainesville, Florida to New York via Charlotte. Now, this is also called a throwaway or a hidden city ticket. Basically, what it means is because the way the pricing structure works sometimes in the airline industry is that um, it's cheaper to buy, to basically go through a city than it is to buy a nonstop. So let's say that uh, I need to travel to, I don't know, from, well, I mean, that's a good example, right? Let's say I need to go from New York to Orlando. Uh, well, that's a pretty long flight, so that's a bad example. Let's say I need to go Orlando to Atlanta, okay? So if I try to go Orlando to Atlanta, sometimes that's more expensive than if I were to say I was going from Orlando to Charlotte and having to stop in Atlanta, right? And so what people have been doing is they buy the full ticket saying they're going the two legs, but they're only using one leg. And the airlines are saying that this is a violation of their policy. But lots of critics and customers alike are saying, who gives a shit? Uh, well, I mean, there we go. We crossed that threshold. Who gives a shit, right? Um, we paid for it. You set the pricing structure. You made it this way. So, you know, there's that. Now, when I say I've done it before, I've been in situations where, um, you know, you're on in the middle there, I guess, at the junction and either weather or some other delay. And then you're kind of just stuck and it's like, well, oh, well, I guess I'll, this is where I'll be. 
so really of no fault, but, um, you know, kind of, I mean, does open, open the eyes to this a little bit longer. Uh, so, but other people say it's not illegal. It just violates their rules. And in fact, this is a teenager that was busted for this in Charlotte. Uh, the dad says, yeah, um, we've been doing this for a while. In fact, he said there was a whole website that dedicates itself to these type of tickets, which you know as well. So very intriguing. But what the airlines have started to do is they've been putting people on no-fly lists, all because they've been circumventing this rule. So, I mean, if you want to save a dollar, great. If you get caught, you're not going to fly on that airline for quite some time. So I guess the risk reward ratio is kind of up to you in, in determining how that fits in your life. All right, the city of Chattanooga, uh, out of the Associated Press, uh, Mayor Tim Kelly has been reading the news and catching up and saying, you know, there is something here. So he has used, and I believe this was not that much, it was like a $19,000 grant perhaps. Yeah, $19,000 from an innovation fund and what he's done is, you remember we've talked about this, where some of these third world nations figured out they could 3D print homes? Well, this is what Mayor, has, Mayor Kelly has said. He's like, why can't we do that? So, in an effort to try to clean up portions of the city, but also to provide housing for the homeless, or at least temporary as part of the plan, is transition housing. But it provides four walls and a roof for these folks. And they're all through 3D printed materials. Uh, and they put these homes up and they're able to put a bunch of them out there for $19,000. Fairly cheap, fairly portable. They can move if they need to, uh, but they're strong enough to uh, be able to provide uh, some temporary housing uh, for these folks. Uh, mobility is another key to some of these things, right? It's it's almost got the portability of a tent while having the both facade perception and feeling of you know having a shelter over your head. So. I don't know, I think this is a win-win, a smaller town. Meanwhile, you know, we talked about LA spending millions and billions uh, in an attempt to uh, get extra housing. And if you listen to the longer Mindborough version, uh, you heard us talk about it on the most recent episode where they've been trying to do that in Los Angeles for years with the California Housing Commission uh, way back in the 1950s. And that was part of the reason or excuse, I guess, that they had cleared out Chavez Ravine uh, of people uh, because they're supposed to make a housing project when it never happened uh, and ended up being a baseball stadium. So kudos for innovation and outside thinking for this mayor. Hope it, hope it works. Uh, that'll be exciting to see if, if people start putting that in action in the United States. Ben Goggin, he's been, he's, he's now saying in the news here what we've been saying for quite some time. Keep the kiddos, keep them away from certain things. That Discord is not your friend. But finally, the good thing that they're reporting on, this is out of NBC News, uh, that the head of, uh, it says that they're well, it's kind of an interesting department. Discord's head of trust and safety uh, said that they are changing their rules. They are trying to get rid of um, Team dating, AI-generated sexual abuse material, child sex abuse material. Um, they're updating their child safety policies because they finally realized what the rest of America has, that uh, they have all the... When you have an unregulated... Look, for everyone out there that says, 
we are capable of regulating ourselves. We don't need oversight. We're, we're all adults, we're all human. This has been the example and then, then kind of a case study because it's shown, you know, when you have this free, open, wild thing, all it does is it provides an, an easier way for those that would exploit because you can't get rid of the people that exploit. Uh, and, and so it's, it's just created this virtual environment, this virtual world uh, that allowed people to get in um, and get in there. Uh, and this also had increased lately where, according to John Redgrove, uh, the VP there of Trust and Safety, uh, that AI was creating more fake content. Uh, there were a lot of depictions. Uh, and the Washington Post had picked this up, so maybe they were the catalyst for this as well. Uh, but this change is supposed to update um, that way that sexualization of children in any case, whether real or AI depicted or fake, uh, generated uh, is reduced and that's a good thing I mean get get the content down and, and start putting some kind of regulations in place uh, but that again is the key to where folks you, you can't sometimes you just can't, you, you can't do these things uh, because people are inherently uh, going to be there it's, it's kind of the vanilla sky rule right you can't savor the sweet until you've understood the sour or tasted the sour so uh, definitely a balance like most things in life but it's just one of those things you, you gotta figure out uh, in order to get alright for the first time since 2012 the National League in American Baseball has won the All-Star game now not a lot of uh, meaning anymore to uh, these games as far as uh, setting you know home field advantage things like that that uh, used to be but um, the uh, intrigue and interest and so it was exciting into the ninth inning and uh, Craig Kimball uh, gets uh, the save there uh, at the end of the game uh, so him moving kind of getting a resurgence of life there in Philadelphia not uh, but exciting the summer classic they'll have another day or two break and then some teams will get back at it most teams will be back at it on Friday uh, but they win three to two Wimbledon uh, continues on both on the men's and women's sides. So that is exciting, impressive forward. Uh, Barnett over Crystal Palace in a friendly, lots of friendlies coming up, and then UEFA Champions League qualifying getting kicked off as well. Well, as always, we are brought to you by Linda's Library for Socialites and Savages, Julia's Prudent Produce, Heathcliff's Captivating Lodging, Montauk's Fire Services, Jack and Ralph's Expedition, and Winston's Editing Services. As always, we encourage you to be good to each other, be good to yourself, and please be good humans. Do your level best. This has been Jason in the Morning on AM 1321, hoping you have a good, productive, thoughtful, insightful day. Here's thoughts to you, all of you beautiful peahens and peacocks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Jason in the Morning, we're out of here.